gotta come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Welcome back Another edition Of Marty Yeah What does Marty stand for Mike? Mike and Russ time Yeah Yeah. It's been something like a year Since we did a podcast episode Mike I don't actually remember the last one we did All our listeners why? Why oh Say that again. I, I want to know why we're we're a year between our podcasts. Because I I I I have been very busy, Mike, working too much and doing nothing else. Uh well, that's a shame because you know we're we're disappointing all our fans or our all our would be fans by your your lackadaisical <laughs> attitude. We're disappointing podcast. our fan one fan. <laughs> we have at least two. Glenn, oh, oh two, yeah, Glenn and his Glenn and his son Maddie. That's that's and all. Isn't your friend Pat a fan? I don't even think he listens anymore. Uh, well, yeah, he couldn't because we've been out of the loop for a year. Yeah, well, I don't know if he would be a fan. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, so you're him. disappointing our two fans. Well, Pat and I haven't recorded in forever either, so you know. I'm I'm assuming that's your fault as well. Of course. <laughs> no, that's partly his fault too, because he's been really busy. He hasn't even really brought it up, so it's not. Uh, at least you've been like, "Hey, Russ, when are we gonna podcast again?" And then, uh, but Pat doesn't say that anymore. He, I think, he gave up a long time ago. Oh, Pat! That reminds me. I don't. I'm not even sure. We since since the last time we did the podcast, uh, I set I changed things with the website, so there's not a dedicated website for up late the up late network. You know the up the the uh, several podcasts that we have on the Uplate Network that are all basically dormant. <laughs> so I gotta find, I have to find out with Pat like how I actually upload the podcast so it gets into the feed. You know. So, yeah, you should do that. But I can do that uh, in a few days once I get it edited and um, whatever. Right now it's September fourteenth on a Friday, Friday the fourteenth. So uh, so now that we're back, what, what do we do? Well, we talk about time travel stuff. <laughs> exactly. Because Well, we can do anything, as we always say. We, we can do anything on this podcast, really, because it's our time down here. <laughs> it's our time <laughs> down here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's your time, and it's my time. It's Doesn't Mike it and Russ it time. our time? Mike and Russ time. Um, that was, uh, for those of you who haven't been paying attention and uh, didn't get our dorky references, is a um, reference to the Goonies and to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm, yes, it is. Good call. Uh, I'm really tired, Mike. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm actually up and awake and uh, ready to get moving. You, You should be tired too because you're actually back to work on robot chicken uh the last few weeks yes riding riding away i've been back there for about a month 
And uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say, I want to give uh, give you a credit. Congratulations on your third Emmy for Robot Chicken. Oh yes, yes. Emmy number three. This is yeah, my Emmy friend Mike Fasolo. Mike, three time <laughs> Emmy winner Fasolo. <laughs> yep, that's three. You know, but after the second one, you know, they all just kind of blend together. <laughs> So Robot Chicken, <laughs> Robot Chicken won a third Emmy for out. What is it? Outstanding animated program. On Outstanding short format animated program. You know, I noticed also you were up. You guys were up against some stiff competition. Uh, Adventure Time, which is a great show. Um, Steven Universe, which is also a great show. Some other stuff that I don't remember, and like there was like at least one show I'd never even heard of. But at least yeah, those there was. Two, uh... Yeah, we had uh, we're up against Teen Titans. Oh, that's a, that's supposed. To, I haven't seen that, but I've heard it's I've heard good things. It's supposed to be a good show. Um, uh, we Bear Bears, which which I've never seen. Yeah, I've never seen that. And uh, that might have been it. But yeah. The funny we, thing is, I had never even heard of that show until like two days, or you know, like a few. I don't know what it was. It was a few days before you won the Emmy or something, and somebody had. I saw somebody mentioned. Something about we bear bears. I'm like, what? What is that? Yeah, naked, apparently naked, it's pretty popular. I've I've never seen naked it. bears. They're yeah, they're they're we bear bears. B a r e. I don't know. I don't know what they do, but yeah. Maybe it's just bears that don't wear clothes. That's basically all bears in the wild. But technically, like Yogi Bear isn't isn't uh, technically naked because. Don't Yogi did didn't Yogi Bear didn't he wear like a like a collar and a tie? He he did yeah pretty much just wear a tie and a and a hat. A hat. Was yeah. there a collar with a tie though? I don't remember. It was it was kind of yeah it was kind of like a yeah it was it was a collar but it was just the collar just with the little kind of spikes right. on a, a button down shirt would have. Right, but no, but yeah, but nothing else. Oh yeah, and he had a tie. Uh-huh. Uh, what about Boo Boo? Boo Boo had a, what like a bow tie or something. I think yeah, I think Boo Boo did have a bow tie. I'm googling but, it right now so I can see. And there's a, yeah, Boo Boo had a bow tie. There's some girl bear. I don't really remember the girl bear. Vaguely, she actually has a skirt. At least there's some modesty. She's topless with a little neckerchief. <laughs> uh, she's wearing a neck neckerchief. She's topless and she's wearing a little mini skirt. And then there's the uh, the ranger, of course. I don't remember his name. Ranger Smith. You just made that up. No, I did not. You can look it up on your on your Google search. Like on, on the Google. <laughs> on the Google. Uh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna do Yogi Bear and Ranger. It is Ranger Smith. I know. I had to look this up the other day. Oh, you did. What are you guys yeah. doing a a robot chicken Yogi Bear skit? Uh, well, you know, I'm not at liberty to, to d- divulge that. any information, but I'll just say that I had to look it up. I just found out. <clears throat> excuse me. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just found out my voice is changing. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you know, old television, I also had a flashback to the Brady Bunch when Peter was his voice was changing. <laughs> It's time to change. Uh, okay, I just so I googled right. I did an image search, and here is our friend Tom Cavanaugh, dressed as Ranger Smith in some sort of live action Yogi Bear thing. What is this about? 
I don't know. I've never heard of that. I didn't know there was any live action Yogi Bear. I didn't know there was either. Perhaps it was just a movie that they tried to get made but never went anywhere. Maybe. Because who really would want to? I mean, I can't even think of too many diehard Yogi Bear fans. I mean, we all know of them, but would you really go to see a a Yogi Bear movie? I'm looking at it, and I don't know if the movie is being made or if it was made. By the way, we're not really friends with Tom Cat. We don't know Tom Cavanaugh. I wish I knew him. I would like to be friends with Tom Cavanaugh. If Tom Cavanaugh is listening, um, yeah, contact us because we'd, like, we'd like to be your friend. Like to be your friend. Actually, I would <laughs> like to. I would like to hang out with Tom Cavanaugh and uh, and uh, Michael Ian Black while they eat snacks. Oh, maybe we could Remember? get maybe. We could get them on our podcast, or we could be on their podcast. Well, if you recall, and longtime listeners, Glenn Portman. Uh, oh, we just—I shouldn't say his last name. Maybe we'll have to blurt bleep that out. Blurt bleep, blurt bleep. Um, <laughs> We—I'll have to email him and ask him if I can, if I should bleep that out. Um, anyway, but Glenn. Oh, I wanted to say, shout out to Glenn and his son Maddie. Hey, Glenn. Hi, Maddie. We're basically doing this podcast for them. Yeah. Because they're the only people who listen to this. And and they've waited a long time for yep. this. Uh, but Glenn may recall, uh, as a longtime listener, he may recall that our the name of our podcast was sort of inspired by Tom Cavanaugh and Michael Ian Black's podcast. Do yes, you remember that? There's this, there's this, uh Theirs was called, well, I don't think they do the, the podcast anymore, but it was called Mates, M-A-T-E-S. And it stood for Mike and Tom Eat Snacks. Yes, that's kind of I mean, or I should say Michael and Tom. Well, no, I guess it was Mike. I don't know, but it was Michael and Tom because it's Michael Ian Black and Tom Cavanaugh. Who, by the way, first little trivia for you guys out there who nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares, Mike. No, nobody cares. But you care. <laughs> I know that you care. You and I care because they used to be on a television show together that we used to love called Ed. Yes. Yeah, that was a. It was such a good show, and it's one of the only shows that, that you can't get. The DVDs for yeah, or see no it DVDs. on streaming anywhere. It's not streaming. There's no DVDs. Um, the last thing I read years ago was that uh, they couldn't – something. it had something to do with the music rights because they used a lot of me, different music in that show, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That sounds like bullshit, but, you know, I think that – I don't know. I think that – I mean, there were four seasons, so I think it was enough that – I think the, and the, I think the fans that watched it, the people watched it enough would – Seems to me they would buy it. If nothing else, why don't they stream it? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's uh, Hollywood, you know. Hollywood's a crazy place. Uh, and it's been so long. It's been like ten years or something since that show was on the air. They they probably don't even care. I care. I care. You care. We care. Uh, so yeah, it was called Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, and so we thought, well, maybe we can do some sort of acronym as well. And then we thought, okay, Mike and Ru- well, you know, I was thinking Russ and Mike, Ram. I don't know. That sounds a little weird, but Mike and Russ. Hey, we're getting we're getting somewhere. Uh, time travel. T- t- time, time, time. Mike and Russ. Time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, hey, what about Marty? Because Marty McFly from Back to the Future. It's perfect. And then we just add the yeah at the end for the why. Yeah, we did a good job. Actually, you did 99% of that. I just said, yeah, that sounds like a good one. Okay, I'll take credit. I don't remember that, but I'll take credit for it. 
<laughs> I'll take I'll take your word for it, and I will take credit. It sounds like and something. They, it sounds like something genius that I would come up with. Yeah, I mean, if they gave out Emmys for coming up with acronyms, you would have won one for that. <laughs> and the Emmy for podcast <laughs> acronym goes to podcast on on TV. Shut up! This is the new category. It's the podcast Emmys. Uh, I don't know. We'll call it the potties. The potties. Potty <laughs> the potty awards. And the potty goes to for best name for the podcast. Mike and Russ time. Yeah. Nobody's. You know, maybe that maybe that would actually give us a few more listeners if we could actually win a potty. That's <laughs> true. You know what? We, we have. Glenn and Maddie. And uh, that's all we need. They're the best listeners. They are. They are. Um, so maybe we should we should speaking, uh, speaking start of them, the we need to keep this uh, relatively clean, PG rated. Uh, I'm sure Maddie is very mature for his age, but we we don't want to get uh, into too much of the potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that. You like that. <laughs> so, Mike, our podcast that we're I mean, the movie that we're going to talk about. Spoiler alert, of, as always. But the movie we're we're going to talk about today uh, was requested by Matt. Um, now, no, Matt, not Matt, not Maddie, but his father, Glenn. Right? Yes. This is Glenn's favorite movie. Wow, that's a big that's that's high praise. Yeah, and he's been he's been asking us to do this for <laughs> yeah quite a while. And we're like, no, we're not going to do that one this time. We're going to do you know, <laughs> we're going to talk about all the Terminator movies. And, you know, you know, and uh, uh, just, you know, butcher all of those movies. But we're not going to talk about this one. No, but this is a good movie. This is um, it's not one of my favorite movies or anything, but it's it's a it's a great movie from the 80s. And I think it still holds up. It does. I uh, obviously I had to rewatch it. Um, yeah, me too. Because it's, it, it's been a while since I'd seen it. Yeah, it, it wasn't one of those movies where I was watching it going, oh, it, it's it's not it's not up to par it yeah it holds right up it was good i mean there are excuse me for yawning i'm uh, i'm not bored i'm just exhausted um there there are some things i think that feel very 80s to me um in the in the movie making but it's the, the movie itself is sort of timeless right that timeless get it timeless <laughs> hey, hey maybe we should we should tell them what the movie is that's right we should it is uh, why, why don't you tell them <laughs> why don't you tell them what the movie is and why don't you give us a little bit of an intro into the film. The uh, the movie we will be talking about today is called Time Bandits. Time, time, time. Time, time, time Bandits. Time. See where that is? Well, and it's not just the title. There is time travel in the film. Yes, there is. And it's uh, it's from, what year is it? Uh, 80, 81? Mm, man, I want to say early 80s, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm gonna Google it while you're talking about it. I mean, I'm sure there, you know, somebody's listening. Didn't you have a friend that was listening and was an, to one of our podcasts and was frustrated that we didn't do any? Oh research? yes, he yes. We one day I'll have to get him on here just so he can he can uh, bash on us for how poorly we we know the movies we're talking about. <laughs> we, we don't do any research. We don't have we don't have notes. We just sort of ramble and. <laughs> what what did he say? What did he say? It should be called. Our podcast should be called. Oh, I don't remember. It was something like Mike and Russ talk about movie, time travel movies that 
poorly or something. I don't know, something. It was like, yeah. yeah, he was he was very upset. He was very upset that we didn't. I forget what movie we were talking about, but it it got in. We didn't know who the director was or when it was out or who was in it. It was probably was um, maybe it was the last podcast we did, but it was a great movie with Mark Duplass. Uh, what was the one? Um, Oh, oh! Remember, it was the title was like the title of the movie. <laughs> He's probably listening right now, going, "God damn it! <laughs> this is exactly what I was talking about, you guys. This podcast sucks." So he's hate. He's a hate listener. Hey, if, as long as we get a listeners, I don't care if they're hate listening at all. You know. Um. Uh oh! It's a, such a great title too. Remember, it was like it was like oh, safety not guaranteed. Right? Oh, yes, yes. I think that yeah. might have been the one that he was talking about. I don't know. Um, well, he, he would bash on us pretty much for anything anyway. So. We're, well, we're always Googling. So let, me, let, me, let me Google it. Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was 1981, by the way. Time Bandits came out in 1981, directed. I already knew this This was uh, directed by Terry Gilliam. Yes, he is a, he's a very interesting right. uh, screenwriter. Uh, he, he's, he has, he's eclectic, weird ideas. eclectic, uh, what would you say? Maybe surreal, some of his stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's not, definitely not normal. He's a writer and director, you know, people, people, uh, well, what would you say is his most famous movies? Brazil, Monty Python. Uh-huh. Well, he's, he's, he is the, he was the American guy in the Monty Python crew. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I did know that. Yes. He did the animations on uh, Monty Python. Um, I'm not sure what else he did with Monty Python, but he did the little animations, you know, the little, um, what would you call those, collage-type animations? Um, yeah, before things that look like South Park, before the South Park. Right, or like the, it, it also reminded me of the intro to You Can't Do That on Television. I don't know if oh, you yes. remember that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so anyway... Uh, but also, so his, I don't know, yeah, I don't even know what his big movie, I know what, I know, like, what my favorite movies are, of his are, like, um, uh, uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. That's Another one, odd movie. That's one of my favorites, it's a weird one, but it's, it's a good one. Um, he was, uh, he also did, uh, Brazil. Which uh, I never saw, actually, which is weird. I've never seen that either, but I, I do hear it's very odd. Uh, but I heard it's good. I heard it's odd, but it's good. Time Bandits, of course. Um, the imagination, the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. I don't know if that's the, how do you say that. He's um, so, but he's a writer and director. Um, I'm trying to think of. There's another movie I was thinking of that that I think maybe people would know of his. Twelve Monkeys. He directed Twelve Monkeys. That's well. We should do that one. Actually, that's a that's a time travel movie. We should actually. That is. That's on our. I think that's on our list to do somewhere. Be. Um, the meaning of life. Uh, well, he just he just did the direction of the animation and stuff. But uh, he directed Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's a classic. It is. So uh, anyway. Uh, now, but there, I, I would say that time travel, I mean, time bandits has some of his signature things like the, well, he doesn't do the costumes, obviously, but there's like, you know, crazy costumes, you know, costume design, you know, crazy, uh, characters. Yep. 
Weird uh, stuff happens. Weird, 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 very strange, wild stuff. Um. So the premise of this film, and yeah, we okay. Speaking of time travel, they don't really explain the time travel. There's no, there's no real like. It's not like a certain rules or something to follow with the time travel. It's just that you have these guys. These guys, they happen to be dwarves, and they are or little people, and they're going through time and stealing stuff. It's the name time tra- time bandits. Yeah, they're um. I guess I don't know the real terminology because they 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 work for um this supreme being, which the supreme being, yeah, yeah, I would assume is you know a reference to God and the whole supreme being kind of thing, right. and. Yeah, do they have a title in the film? I don't remember them being called anything, but no, they they. Uh, you know, I guess you could call them angels, but they weren't really angels. Um, but uh, from what I remember, their job was to, uh, fix, um, like holes in time space. Well, they were fi- yeah, but they were fixers, but that was what they were demoted to because originally they they said that they even created stuff. They created like bushes. That's right. And they trees. did. Yeah, they did bushes and trees and stuff. Little <laughs> like, little plants things. Yeah, like, like when the, the the supreme being created stuff, they created the universe. They actually did a lot of the work, you know. So they and they they had some of the coolest stuff. They said. Uh, yeah. But uh, but they got into they did something. They created some funky tree and then got you know then the supreme <laughs> being didn't like it. Because it did, I can't remember what it did, but it did something weird, and and so he like he demoted them, and they had to be they had to go fixing stuff. But then they decided that they had this map of basically like wormholes, right? Like time time traveling wormholes or whatever, and they decided, hey, why don't we just steal stuff and get rich or something? Yeah. <laughs> so they they stole the map, and right. they just travel through you know different holes in time space time, and steal riches from wherever they. However, uh, wherever they land, you know, one of the things I like about this from a storytelling perspective is that you don't need the explanation. There's not, not there's like there's not a big explanation here. So it's just like this kid is it's kind of like a, in some way there's like a where the wild things are uh, uh, sort of a feel to it because the kid gets in trouble from his parents. Right. And well, he's in trouble because he's making noise, but he's not really making noise in his bedroom. It's that the. Uh, you know, there's like a wormhole or something. It's you know a portal, like that happens to run through his bedroom, right? And yeah. uh but he's he's his parents are kind of jerks. They're very aloof. They don't really care about him. They don't care about him. Uh, and so he, you know, goes up to his bedroom, uh, and then the time bandits come through, and then he sort of gets swept along with them. Um, what he's what like twelve years old or something? Yeah, he's a little. He's a little kid. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember the kid's name. I can't from I can't remember the, his name for to save my life. That's crazy. Kevin. 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 Oh, that's right, Kevin. That's a yeah. <laughs> um, and so Kevin, uh, he gets swept up with the, with with the the, ta- the time bandits, and he goes on adventures with them. Um, but then he gets lost at one point. Because, uh, uh, he gets lost. Yeah, they. I think they they abandon him, or they they leave him. No, they, he misses the window or something. He, yeah. Some... Well, there's two two portals open up, and he can't hear them over the ruckus because there's like something going. You know, like there's like wind and because the supreme being is after them, or maybe it's the bad guy, the de- the devil guy. I forgot his name. Evil. Uh, uh, his name is just evil. That's his. Yeah, name. he's he's just evil. 
That's right. That's his name. He's evil. He's, um, excuse me. Uh, he is, um, and he's evil, of course. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's evil uh, incarnate. Incarnate. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's like one of the coolest characters in there. Like, he has like his, he has like crazy stuff comes out of his head. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so the, the, so the, he, like, two portals open up. And the, one of the one of the dwarves, I can't remember which one, but like the leader is like, no, don't go, in, not in that one. And he goes through the wrong doorway, and then ends up in like uh, what ancient uh, Rome or something like that with ancient with, Greece. Ancient Greece, that's right. With uh, with Sean Connery's character. Yes, who was uh, who was in the King in the middle Ag- of King killing killing uh, killing a minotaur. Right. That's right. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. He was battling that, a minotaur. They just, they just travel Whoa, through no, time that, and, wait, and Mike, try to steal stuff. Wait, back up a second. The nerds out there, because we're not nerds. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the nerdier nerds out there, the ones that are nerdier than us, are going to... Um, actually, Glenn might even know this. It's not a minotaur, because a minotaur is a horse's body with a... With a uh... Oh, no, you're right. Yes, of course I'm right. That you're talking about a centaur, which has the horse's yes, body, the horse's and, body and the man's and the man's torso instead of a horse's head with the horse's body. A minotaur has a man's body with a bull's head. You're correct. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, for trying to one up me. <sighs> I'm sorry, Mike. I, I'm, I I know you're usually right. You're always right. Always right, <laughs> except for the 1980 80, 80 Olympics. Yes, that's the only time I've ever been wrong is the 1980 Olympics. Okay. Um, I had a point I wanted to make, um, but I don't remember what it is now. Huh. Well, anyway, so back so, to the- Okay, time travel. We want to talk about time travel aspects. What, how do you feel? Oh, I know what I was saying. I was saying story. We, we don't. It doesn't really matter that we don't have the explanations. It's just. It's just fun. Right. It's just like, you know, yeah, well, they, they don't need much. There's there's portals that open to different times. They have a map that they know where the doors are going to open and they go through. Um, I want to say that the Bill and Ted's even sort of borrowed a little bit from this because, uh, you know, they meet uh, the Napoleon. And yes, uh, that's their first stop. Very they true. don't they don't meet Socrates, uh, but no, they... <laughs> but, uh, you know, I th- I'm sure that I mean. I can't help. I can't. I can't imagine that the creators of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure didn't somehow, you know, have a little bit of inspiration from this movie. Oh yeah, I mean they they, um, Bill and Ted's has the the phone booth, but they also have a phone book which you could relate to the map. They know where to go and how to get True. there. And uh, yeah, and they go and they, to different they, points in time. Uh, Bill and Ted are are going and collecting information for their class project uh the time bandits are just collecting treasure to later sell yeah you never found uh, out what they were going to do with all that treasure yeah and that's another i was going to ask you did they did they ever have a, like a some sort of um idea or they, they were just going to like collect it all and then what well i'm sure that they i mean they had some sort of idea one time when they on one of their their trips they landed on the titanic Right, and they were they were sailing on I guess sailing on the sh- on the on the ship for a while because 
they were all dressed in tuxedos and they were out on the deck drinking yeah, champagne. Yeah, because at some point, yeah, they must have got on early in the in the cruise because they actually changed clothes. They changed out out of their like medieval sort of rags that they were wearing, and then they were all wearing tuxedos. Yeah, so I guess they must have uh, turned in some of their riches for money to be able to afford, um, you know, the, oh, the finer point. things. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but that's probably what they did. See, that's another thing I liked about the storytelling is they don't – they didn't have to explain everything. It's like one minute they're – you know, they, they're on the deck of a ship and then the next – there's you know, they, they – the next – they're like relaxing in tuxedos on the, yeah. you know, on the same deck. Uh, it, do they even say it's the Titanic or do you just realize it when they run into the iceberg? I, I think at some point you may see like a one of the – Lifesaver buoys that yeah, says yes, Titanic. Titanic yeah. But I, I, yeah, once they hit the iceberg, then then it, I kind of suspected it was a Titanic. The boat sinks, though. and then they, yeah, I think they're they're left floating in yeah, the yeah, they're all floating in the ocean, like uh, like Rose and what's her what's his name in the movie Jack. Titanic? Rose and Jack. They're like floating on the debris, and they're like all freezing to death, and then and then, uh, but um. Didn't they use the map again? They were like, didn't they figure out a way to like there was a portal right there or something like that? How do they? They they do yeah they do something. I forget what it is. That's maybe a um man. I can't even remember now. I forgot how they get out of that. There's there is a portal somehow. It's like in I the think, middle of the ocean or something. Yeah, I think Kevin was like, we just swim over to it or swim down or something like that, and they and then they like swim down, but then they go they then they fall and I don't know. Well, this is <laughs> this is important. <laughs> this is important. exactly the point. <laughs> this is why your friend hates this podcast. <laughs> and then and then they went and then they did this other thing and oh, I love that part and. <laughs> We probably uh, made this reference before, but it's like that. It's like uh, it reminds me of um, um, what's his name on Saturday Night Live uh, when he would do the. Uh, he's like, remember when you were in that movie and, and when he's interviewing? Oh, shit. Uh, I have the uh, the Wikipedia page. Chris open. Farley. What for Time Bandits? Yeah, and it says uh, after it sinks, they tread water for a while. And then evil manipulates the group and transports them to his realm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because evil had already taken over the brain of the the simplest, the, the simpleton among among them. Because there was one of them that wasn't very smart, and so he was able to like manipulate his brain. And, yeah, and, and evil so. evil wants the map because then he can travel through time and. And he and of course evil hates the supreme being, so he he wants to, yeah. Because he's evil. He's evil, yeah. The devil hates God, and God hates the devil. Um, God doesn't hate the devil. God doesn't hate anybody. So, well, this is the supreme being. This I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, God's God. God is love. That's what the Christians say. Yeah, God that's is that, love. Yeah, that's um, what they say. Anyway, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's uh, they they end up fighting evil. Um, they, they get caged by evil and, and evil steals the map. And then he plans on, on going around and, uh, taking over different realms. And they're like, what do we do now? We don't have the map anymore. Right. 
But then Kevin turns out Kevin. Uh, oh yeah, little, and meanwhile, meanwhile they're they're tr- they're they're in cages, hanging above a black abyss. It looks like they're just hanging in blackness, right? In Eternal this, darkness, right? And they're just hanging in these old cages, like you know, from chains. And uh, Kevin, the kid, of course, comes up with the the plant, right? Uh, I think he yeah he because he looks with... at the map and he looks at the map and he sees hey there's a portal right over there but how do we get to it because it's like yeah but this was this was after they're like how do we even know where the portal is and Kevin pulls out a picture and he's like hey guys oh that's right because he a... had taken a Polaroid of it yeah that's I forgot about that with the map open that was genius that was genius yeah so then then they end up swinging the cages back and forth which is actually a really cool um, acrobatic trick. Yeah, and they they flip from one cage to the next until they uh, get to um, the portal. So that's where see that's where the danger came in. That's where I was thinking about when, you know with the danger of when they were in the in the in the middle of the ocean with the Titanic, they had like no way to get to another portal. But because they're you know that's why I was so, I was confused about that. Evil did it for them. Hmm. According to Wikipedia, can we really trust that? Can we trust? Uh, I think I think for this purpose, yes, you can trust. Can Wikipedia. we trust our brain that we from watching it a couple <laughs> weeks ago? I just watched it just just recently, and it's and it's still like you know that's because I'm exhausted. So um, I had a point. I had a question about something, but I totally lost it. Well, here's I'm going to I'm going to tell you a little something about the movie that even when I watched it, you know, the first time way back in the 80s, it always kind of bothered me. OK. Um, at the very end, they you know, the supreme being comes down, finds him. He stops evil. He turns him into like old charcoal and he tells these guys that they have. Well, to and the supreme being turns into like a, a block of charcoal or whatever, but then explodes. So, you know, but yeah, he does that to evil. Yeah. Right. Evil. Evil. Yeah. He he does that to evil, and evil is basically chunks of coal all over the place, and so they gotta yeah, clean he, it up. Yeah. He says, make sure you get every piece of that that because it's concentrated evil. Right. And then he says, okay, the dwarves can come back to work for him. It was all a test anyway that he just wanted to see, you know, how the map worked and if people could use it. So they all go off with the supreme being. So basically, and have, the supreme being is big manipulator. Yeah. Kevin's <laughs> Kevin's left by himself and he wakes up in his house right and there's smoke all around and he's back where he should be and the firemen come in they rescue him they bring him outside and the fire his house up. is burning down wait wait yeah. you don't you but you didn't explain why well I mean of course if you've seen the movie you know why because well, there, there was a piece of coal left because I didn't get there yet okay I'm sorry go ahead um but yeah so there was a piece of of evil somehow was teleported back with Kevin and it ended up in his house and lighting the Because the house it was underneath the fire. tank. Don't you remember that? Oh God. Yes. Wherever it was. It was underneath yeah. like anyway. a World War One tank that was underneath that they <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it was a little actually, chunk of coal and a some chunk of coal. Yeah, somehow and, when So you you tell that story. Go ahead. No, I don't want to now. <laughs> Anyway, so a piece of evil ends up in uh, Kevin's house, which started the fire. And Somewhere his parents find the, find the toaster, and they open up 
they open it up and they see the piece of evil and Kevin's like, no, it's evil. Yes, Don't the, touch it, it. Yeah. And the toaster oven. <laughs> That's because they no, yeah, you forgot this firefighters came out and said, here's what started the fire. It looks like somebody left a toaster oven on, but it was actually the chunk of evil inside the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then, so, so, then, so what part didn't you like about this? Cause when yeah, Kevin maybe if, if you'd let me finish, why don't you I'd finish, it, Mike? But... <laughs> I wish you would just finish the story. I don't know where you're going with this, but... So, the parents find the chunk of evil, and Kevin's like, no, don't touch it. And they touch it, and they they essentially explode, and they're right. gone. Vanish. <laughs> yeah. So, this little kid now, 11-year-old Kevin, is left all by himself. Yeah. In, and that's where the movie ends. You know, they pull out from there, and it's, you know, then you see yeah. the galaxy, and blah, blah, but... blah. But into the map. you forgot one important piece of that scene. Uh, one of the firefighters was Sean Connery, who fire, played who played. Firefighters King. looked like the Agamem the Agamemnon character, right? But Kevin's he's still all by himself. His parents are now dead. He's yeah, his house is burned down. But that's awesome because his parents were jerks. So now he's he's free. He's eleven years old. What's he gonna do? He can't get a job. He'll become a warrior of the state. He'll be He doesn't have any treasures that they left him. He has nothing. And he doesn't even have the map so he knows where the portals are. Oh, actually he probably does have that map. If he's got a photo, maybe he has a photo so cuz he if he still has the polaroid. Yes, that's that's true. If he does have the polaroid then he would be able to use the portals. Okay. So I guess it's not such a sad ending after all. I like the ending. I re- I actually love that ending. Because it's like, it, to me, it was like, you know, he's rid of his evil parents, for one thing. I don't know if they're really evil. They were just like, they were like neglectful. They were like absentee parents. They didn't care. Yeah, they just they just didn't care. But they still, I mean. They didn't you know. abuse him except for negligence. You know, just they just didn't do it. But know, they're know. still his parents. You know, he's, he's still 11. He kind of needs someone to look after him. Well, maybe he could just go and go and join back up with the bandits. Well, what he actually could do if he does have the map, which we just decided that he did, he could go back to ancient Greece for King Agamemnon because... Maybe that was... was Oh, yeah. yeah. The king was going to make him a part of the family anyway when the time bandits came and stole him back. Yeah, because the king basically adopted him like a father and he it was the first time he felt like he had a parent and he didn't even want to leave. When the bandits, the time bandits came and took him, he didn't want to leave because he was like, hey man, now i got a family. And the king wanted a fam- wanted him as a son anyway. Maybe yeah. that's why, maybe that's why the firemen look like King Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Uh, how do you say it? Agamemnon. 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 And maybe that's why he looked like <laughs> the king. Yeah, so maybe that is. Maybe that's. That was all part of it. He wanted to give him real parents. The supreme being is going to give him what he really wanted the whole time. See, after all these years, we finally just solved the mystery of the end of the time bandits. Yes, see, that's I like that, and and that was that was kind of another thing that did bother me in the movie. Why? Because Kevin was happy there when after he right. went through the role portal and he ended up in ancient greece he was there for a while right and then um he was all happy and they were going to make him part of the family and there was a big celebration and then the time bandits showed up and, and they could be like court gestures or something yeah magicians. And they, stole, they, like magicians. they stole a bunch of treasure 
and they took Kevin. Right. And but Kevin, as I'm watching it, Kevin didn't really put up too much of a fight. He's like, hey, hey, no, no. And they came and they just kind of grabbed him and put him in the, the door and then they vanished. I but I was like, he, I think Kevin really did, wanted to stay. He did, but I don't think he really I don't think he knew that they were going to take him and take him through a portal. I think they were I, I think he just. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't. Maybe he didn't realize. Maybe that's why he wasn't fighting so much because he didn't realize they were going to not just make him disappear as a magic trick, but take him away altogether. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I like and, the kid though. The actor. I like that kid. I don't know if I've seen yeah, him anything else before, the kid, but the kid was good. And did you notice that um, in a couple of the scenes there was only two scenes, and I think it actually should have been put in more. And I don't know if it was in the original version, but Shelley Duvall, right, and um, somebody else were in a couple of the scenes in different time zones. They were back in uh, uh, Sherwood Forest times where they they got robbed and they t- right. And yeah, then they, they showed they... Up, they showed up again on the Titanic. Oh, that's right. That's same, right. The same couple. I mean, it was wasn't the same couple, but it was the same couple. Same and I thought they should have put that same couple in somewhere in every scene. Yeah, it would have been cool to see. Yeah, maybe it was one of those things where they did that and then they cut it for time or something. But uh, if they didn't, they should have because that would have been cool to have it more consistent, like a th- you know, a thread all the way through. Yeah. Um, that was the yeah the Sherwood Forest one was good because you had uh, Robin Hood who was played by uh, John Cleese. <laughs> yeah, and, it was uh, funny that 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 was the only uh, kind of mythical figure they. They met. Yeah, because the other one clearly didn't exist. Right, right. Uh, Because the other ones were like historical figures, Uh, although the Minotaur wasn't technically historical. That's more mythical, of course. He is is mythological as well. But um, you never know. Minotaurs could have existed. Maybe they just... They just died out. They were hunted to extinction. <laughs> by, by, by King Agamemnon. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he killed the last one. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. There was something else I wanted to talk about with this film, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, oh, oh, another. Oh, I think there was also another. You know, there's there's some similarities to this in in, in the Princess Bride as well. Just I don't. I mean. I don't know if you'd say similarities, but like I don't know. There's just some things that reminded me about, like when they were. Remember when they was when they were uh, with uh, they were on the boat with the. It's like a what would you call it? A clipper ship, you know, with the um, from like the 1600s. Oh yeah, yeah. The, and it yeah. was in the ogre and his wife or something. For some reason, that reminded me of um, the Princess Bride with the, uh, you know. Billy Crystal's character and what's her name? Oh yeah, what's yeah from uh, Taxi? The uh, Gil, not, not Gilda Radner. Um, the yeah, I know who you're talking about. The the girl. Yeah, but what was? <laughs> Lodka's wife. Yeah, and then uh, uh, but what was the characters in the Princess Bride? Oh, that was uh, he was uh, the Miracle uh, Max. Miracle Max, yeah. It also kind of reminds me of that old couple in in the Neverending Story too. But but the but the ogre and his wife are evil in this movie. So that maybe, yeah, but see that 
maybe and that's then, not like, a good maybe that's not a good analogy because they were actually wanted to boil up the the dwarfs and the little kid to, for food. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, as Terry Gilliam tends to do, put some weird stuff in. It turns out that the ship they were on. It was just a hat for a giant. That, yeah, it was a hat for the giant, but that was that was another one of my questions. Like, right, was that the hat for the giant, or did he was the giant just walking up from underwater and it happened to get on his head? I think it's the latter because at one because there was a point with the you know where the wind was actually blowing the ship. So if it was actually the giant's hat, then that wouldn't have worked, right? Yeah, true. Uh, well. Technically, it wouldn't have worked anyway, but <laughs> the way they did it, but uh, it is fantasy, so you can sort of like it. Yeah, I think I always thought that he just kind of like the giant came up from underwater and then like the hat, the, you know, he just happened to come up uh, right out of the ship. And so he ended up wearing the ship as a hat, but it wasn't really his his uh, hat. It just, wait. Usual hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, wait, was there like a strap holding it on? But I don't think there was. No, it was just, it was just on the top of his head. That has nothing to do with time travel or anything, but. No, no. Except that they were at, you know, in, in like the 1500s or something, you know, or 1400s actually. That's what the ship looked like. It looks, you know, like, you know, one of the, one of Columbus's ships, which would have been the 1400s, right? Yes. Or like, it looks like the, the pilgrims. You know, like the 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 Mayflower Plymouth, or something. The Plymouth Rock ships. Right. Um, I guess you'd call those clippers, right? A clipper. Uh, I don't know oh, if it was a clipper I don't know ship. What the tech, a tech clipper ships thing. have the have like a million sails. They look really cool. Yeah, well, this had a million sails. Yeah, it wasn't that big. Oh my god! I don't know how big. Oh, you're right. You're right. Again, you're right. You're right. I know yes, you're right. I know yeah. I'm right. Uh, yeah, you're right. The Clippers that had more, yeah, Clippers have way more sails because they're bigger ships, I guess, than the, like the Mayflower and stuff. I don't know why, after all these years, you continue to just question my judgment. <laughs> I should, everything you say, I go, okay, Mike. <laughs> all right, no, Russ, that's wrong. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that is as it should be. I mean, yeah, because the ship did have a lot of sails, but not, I guess, technically as many. I mean, I guess a clipper has like a bajillion sails compared to that, you know. It has that exact number of bajillion. <laughs> yeah, this is like a pirate ship, or you know, um, you know, I don't know what the word for it is. It's just a ship, but it was a sailing ship. It had a lot of. It's a, a schooner, maybe. I <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the technical it was definition of a schooner. Old old timey ship. I know a schooner is a sailboat, but you know old timey. I'm gonna go with that old timey. Old timey. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looked like the Mayflower, basically that kind. Of, it's that era in a way. I think it was probably. And it really even, has nothing to do with the movie. No, I think it's even smaller than the Mayflower. And the only thing it was, it was like they just happened to. <laughs> What are they? How... <laughs> You're so focused on the ship. It had really nothing know. to do with it. <laughs> hey, it's a time travel movie. I'm trying to figure out what time period they landed in. That's what I'm talking about. With the when they were on the boat, the ship with the the ogre and his wife. I'm trying to figure out what time period that is. 
Damn it, there's a reason for my obsession about the ship. Hmm. That's why I said it made what it's like the 1400s or something. I don't know. Okay, well, well, just to get you off of that, we'll say yes, it's exactly the 1400s. Ugh. You know what's crazy? As a kid, this this has nothing to do with anything, but speaking of these old old timey ships, as a kid they always seemed bigger to me uh than they really are. You know what I mean? Like you when you when you realize, oh wait. Um they weren't really that big. These ships. I mean Oh here, here. I'm I'm actually on the Wikipedia page again. And it says uh, this is this is after they got manipulated to the time of legends. Oh, so, that's what. So there okay. was no, I guess there was no real honest time. The time frame. of legends, which is basically that would that could be you know basically like the dark ages, right? With the, you know because that's sort of the time of um, you know Camelot and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, time of legends with. Legends like ogres, which are legends, and giants, which right. are legends. It was the time of them. They should have had a dragon in there. Oh, a dragon would have been good. It's a legend, right? Legends of the dragons. Yeah. That's a Bruce Lee movie, Legend of Drag- Legend of the Dragon. <sighs> that has nothing to do with anything, Mike. I know. So why, what happened? What happened I to this? We were, we, got off- we were doing it for a while. You know what? You know what movie sucked that had dragons <laughs> in it that was that was that should have been really cool? What was that movie with Dragonheart? The... No, that's not the one I was thinking of. No. The movie with the Never dragons in modern time and the and the helicopters fighting the dragons and stuff. And the trailer was like super awesome and the movie was boring. Oh yeah, that was uh, what Matthew McConaughey was in that, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. And the trailer looks really cool. It's like dragons, you know, helicopters, military helicopters fighting dragons flying around the sky. I thought I saw the remember seeing the previews for that thingy. This movie is going to be so awesome. And it was so boring. There's like hardly any dragons and helicopters fighting at all. Uh, that movie was called Reign of Fire. Yeah, even it's even got a killer title. Yeah, it was it was great. The trailer looked fantastic, but it, it was not a good movie. Uh, but Time Bandits is a good movie. And, Time Bandits is a good movie. We should trailer. probably get back to, to talking about it. Well, we're, we should probably kind of wrap up this episode too. But um, <sighs> so overall, what would you? What do you think of the movie? I think I enjoyed it. I think it holds up. It's like thirty-seven years old, which is crazy. Um. It doesn't seem like that long ago. Of course, we were kids when it came out, but um, I think it's. I think it's. Well, I was gonna say it's a good movie. I think it's an enjoyable movie for time travel fans, but I think just it's a, just a good family film as well. Although I think there are probably, <laughs> I think there are probably like stuffy, like stuffy religious types who won't like it, you know, because because. You know, because it doesn't make the supreme being look so good, and and yeah, also, he's kind of a douche. He's kind of a douche, yeah. And then, and well, evil is like super evil douche, but you kind of like him more just because he's cool looking and he's and funny. He does cool stuff and he's funny, yeah. He's funny and he like he like destroys people just because they annoy him, you know. <laughs> um, 
But, yeah, I don't think that, uh, I, I'm thinking back to the time when, you know, back when I was a kid and, you know, growing up in the religious cult that I was in, and, they, you know, they were like, they probably wouldn't <laughs> like this movie. They probably would say, this movie is demonic. It's like, you know. But, yeah, I think that if, you know, I'm sure that, um, I think what I think what Glenn should do, Glenn should watch this movie with his son, Maddie. And uh, and then listen to the podcast. Uh, so yeah, fresh. he could do that. I'm sure he's. I'm sure this movie. If it's Glenn's, it really Glenn's favorite movie. Then of course he probably has watched the film with his son Maddie. And hopefully hmm. Maddie. Yeah, I mean, it. there's there's nothing too terrible in the movie. No, it's I think PG, if wasn't I think it? For, yeah, I was thinking it was PG, and for a little kid, I think it might be scary for little kids in certain parts, but. It's one of those movies. I think if you're when you're a little, if you're watching it as a little kid, it's scary, but it's like fun scary, right? You you don't want to you want to watch it even though it's scary. Yeah, it's like the flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz. You're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna not watch the Wizard of Oz because the flying monkeys are scary as hell, you know. But they're still scary. Does yeah. That, did, did you? Not, and, and I'm gonna give you a little bit of trivia. You ready for this? I don't know. The flying monkeys outfits, you know, the little bellboy outfits with the right. vests and stuff, they're modeled after the um, organ grinder monkeys. No, they're modeled after the West Point cadets uniforms. I, I did not know that. How did you, wh- where did you get Be- that? Because and I and I don't remember the exact story of this, but I think um, uh, Frank Baum, who wrote. The Wizard of Oz either was at West Point or went to West Point, but I'm not sure on the details. But anyway, um, if you look across the the river from West Point, there's a castle, mm-hmm. uh, a sort of castle. It's a big house, and he used to to see it and went, "Oh, that's what he modeled the the witch's castle off." And when he came of uh, came up with the flying monkeys, he just modeled their outfits off of the West Point cadets' uniforms. Are you sure that's true? Because they look, those those uniforms, I'm like picturing it in my head. Don't the monkeys wear like a fez in that movie? Well, or, I'm not talking. Of, I'm not that? talking about the hats. I'm talking about their, their. You know, they look like little bellhops with the hats on, but their uniforms, their vests, are modeled after the West Point cadet things. Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on this just only because. <laughs> Cause I'm like I I, I I like pulled it up to remember, and their vests have like like almost like lightning bolt designs on. Not really lightning bolt, but they Come look. On, look, I'm not I'm not saying that he took the exact cadet uniform, had to change it so it looked Ozish, but generally, you know, the gray uniform, and I believe the West Point cadets had some sort of red, perhaps in them. I'm gonna look that up now. Cause yeah, the monkeys are like red and blue and white and like, like blue with like red spiky things. Yeah, and the the West Point uniforms are gray. They have a red uh, a red belt, a red sash, if you will. It's what it's modeled after. So you know, as always, as we as we found out twice in this podcast, I'm always right. So your answer <laughs> should just be yes, Mike. <laughs> Correct. We'll we'll leave that um, we'll <laughs> leave that up for the listeners to find, um, but 
Have you ever been to West Point? I mean, it's it's not far from where we, you and I used to live. And where yeah, you, where there, you grew up, you grew up in that I've area. I've been there a couple of times. The the uh, the you grew up in the Hudson Valley, New York. Yeah, and I took the uh, I've took taken the West Point tour a few times. Um, I yeah, always wanted to go up there, and I never did. How come you never asked me to go up there with you? Um, I don't know, because you probably would have said West Point doesn't exist, Mike. <laughs> and I would have to say, Russ, I've been there, and you would have said no, and then I just would have given up. <laughs> you would have been like, screw you, Russ. <laughs> We're going to go without you. <laughs> um, yeah, wasn't uh, West Point is uh, like north of uh, Bear Mountain or something? Or, or um, I know it's like uh, north of... Um, Harriman State Park, or none of this means anything to anybody unless they live in New York <laughs> and they know they know the area, the Hudson Valley, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it wasn't that far. I mean, what, like less than an hour drive from where we lived, if that? It was about yeah, forty-five minutes or so. Um. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Actually, it wasn't that far. Like when I would drive home, because you know when, this was back in the Wizard magazine days, uh, and I would drive, I, I would drive home, and I would go up through the, um, what do you call it? I would you know go through Harriman State Park, in the, um, oh what do you call it? In the Palisades Parkway, and that's not far. That's not far at all from West Point Academy, or West Point yeah. uh, West Point. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Nobody's listening anymore anyway. <laughs> even even Glenn and Maddie have turned us off by <laughs> <They're> now. Like, <laughs> Maddie's like, okay, Dad, I think this is done. <laughs> they're, I don't know what they're talking about now. These guys are your friends? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. That's interesting, so, though, that the, 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 the castle or whatever inspired the castle or the, you know, the, the witch's castle or whatever that was, the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. Because there's, uh, you know. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty neat looking castle. There's another, there's another uh, house that inspired a famous movie house right in that area too, um, the Psycho House. Yes, that's down in the Haverstraw. Yeah. Uh, actually, it, it wasn't. It was a painting, an Edward Hopper painting, that of that house that inspired the the Psycho House. Technically, tech. If you want to get technical about it, right? If you want to get tech, I lost you. Yeah. I think you yelled. I'm still here. I think you were yelling at me, and then in the void the. the, the, the the audio cut out because it was protecting me. The universe <laughs> it was protecting was prote- you from, from my wrath. Protecting me from your yeah. But um, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock saw that painting, an Edward Hopper painting, of the Psycho House. Well, that it wasn't called the Psycho House, obviously. It was um, just it just belonged to people, random people. But do you remember? Do you remember driving with me? I think I was driving. We were on our way up to. Uh, um, no, I was driving. Um, we we're on our way up to lunch that day. This is like years and years ago. 
and I said, hey, that kind of, that house looks like the psycho house. And I think it was you who said it is the psycho house. And you know why I said that? Because you knew the story. Because I'm always right. <laughs> and it comes full circle. <laughs> That's a callback right there. Nice callback, Mike. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. That's that's um cool story, bro. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that's uh, no, uh, no, that's about no, it. Nobody cares. But Time Bandits is another great time travel film. Actually, most of the films we talk about on this wonderful podcast are good films, most of them. Most of them. Um are there any that you haven't liked though? Do you remember? Do you even remember all the films we've talked about? Um I do not remember all the films. I know we did uh about time, which was fantastic. I do remember that you and I disagreed. You didn't. You didn't think that. Uh, you didn't think what movie that was it that you didn't think classified as a time travel movie? Was it the Butterfly Effect? I think that was. Uh, I think that was Run Lola Run. Oh, that's right. That's right. You didn't. You didn't think that qualified as a time travel film. Well, because we weren't sure if she was actually going back in time or if it was just different storylines that... Like possibilities of what could... Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if we ever came to a conclusion of which one it was, but because it was one of your favorites, we said it was time travel-ish enough. You, and you did it as a favor to me because you're a nice guy and you are my friend. (laughs) And I have three Emmys. Yeah, but that's not you didn't have three Emmys back then. You only had two. You only had two time wins. <laughs> All right, well I'm losing now I'm losing the audio uh because we've gone past the hour mark and uh you're getting the scratchiness in your voice or or the we're experiencing technical difficulties. Well then let's end things. We should end it. Just end it. We should have ended it uh 15 20 minutes ago. All right, well, that's another uh, well, wonderful episode. Thank you for bringing our two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, maybe next year, maybe one year from now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Look, yeah, out, look out next year for our next podcast. All right, Mike, good talking to you, and uh, see you next time. Bye. 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 Mike and Russ Time Yeah is a part of the Uplate Network at RussandPat.com.